Welcome to the podcast, What Do You Think, God? Where you're encouraged to build intimacy with God by asking Him questions. Hi, my name is Patty, and I'll be challenging the way you think. I told you in episode 3 and 4 how Jesus erased all our sins, leaving us with a new nature that replaced our sin nature. These are spiritual truths established in the heavenly realm. Jesus' death already happened, so everything he accomplished through that death is our reality and has already happened to us also. Our experience doesn't always line up with what God said he did through Christ, so today we'll ask the question, Why do I still struggle with sin? We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. We know this because scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. When Jesus talked about being born again, he said, That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. John 3, 6 The real me, the born-again me, is a spirit man. Jesus gave our spirit a new, sinless nature. Not only that, he united himself with our spirit so completely that we can never be divided again. Sin has been banished from our spirits forever, but sin lies dormant in our bodies unless we activate it. Paul says in Romans 7:18, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Notice he says nothing good dwells in his flesh, not his spirit. He goes on to say in Romans 8.10, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. God's overall plan is to lead us into integrity. One definition of integrity is the state of being whole and undivided. Our spirit is saved but we see sin active in our souls and bodies and feel like hypocrites because of it. God wants to bring all three parts that make up our being into agreement. When all three parts, spirit, soul, and body agree, we have integrity. So why hasn't my body and soul submitted to the Lordship of Christ who dwells in my spirit? Why does my experience disagree with my heavenly reality? The answer is simple. You have brought baggage into your new relationship. You have been trained since infancy to think and react to your surroundings a certain way, the way Satan wants you to because he is opposed to God and his goodness. Your responses to the world around you are called sin habits. And we only respond that way once we are born again because we are ignorant of any other way to think. You can see the value of reading scripture 
because it exposes us to God's way of looking at things. I'll give you an example. All your life, you have been instructed to hate your enemies and try to destroy them. How many video games have you played where the object was to annihilate your enemies, to seek revenge against those that hurt you? What movies have you watched where revenge is justified? It seems like Satan's message is kill or be killed. Yet Jesus said, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Matthew 5, 43-45 If I'm not instructed in another way of looking at things, I will continue in my sin habits. But it's not the will of God that we continue in our ignorance. So he uses scripture, conviction in our spirits, or even other people to let us know that we aren't living in integrity. When we face conviction that our sin habit is not in agreement with what God says, our job is to admit it and confess it. Confession can be as simple as saying to God, I can see that the way that I think and the response I've made is not agreeing with your nature. This is not who I am. Father, I wish to think and act like you. Please help me and change the way I think. 1 John 1.9 speaks of God's promise concerning confession. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. After we confess our lack of integrity, we search the scriptures for every key word associated with our sin habit. Suppose we are hurt and just can't forgive the offender. We use a concordance and read every verse, especially in the New Testament, that contains the key words forgive and forgiveness. Remember, it is all right to read from the Old Testament. Just make sure that what you read there is interpreted according to Christ's work on the cross because he shifted us from an eye-for-an-eye mentality to a do-unto-others-as-you-would-have-them-do-unto-you way of approaching life. By reading an abundance of related scriptures, we are giving the Holy Spirit plenty of material to work with. He takes the material we offer him and begins to transform the way we think. We find that we have replaced our sinful habits with joyful obedience to the revealed ways of our God. It becomes our will, our choice, to throw off our old sinful nature and our former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, Ephesians 4.22, and instead to put on our new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy, Ephesians 4.24. Sin habits have consequences and lead to delusion. But God's way leads to life and peace. How blessed are we 
when we have ceased to struggle in one area of our lives, then we truly experience the freedom Christ has promised us. We have a choice. We can be totally transparent to God, confessing our shortcomings and asking for his help in transforming the way we think, or we can hide our sin habits from him, refuse to spend much time in his word because it convicts us, and cling to our old habits, saying, this is who I am. If we choose to follow our sin habits, we will be disciplined because our God loves us and his mission is to transform us into people of integrity. Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 11. Our experience of life depends on our choice, which we make with our mind a part of our soul. Our mind directs whether we will advance toward God or retreat into sin. The body only does what the mind tells it to do. If the mind tells it to submit to God's truth, it will. If the mind excuses its sin habits, sin will rise up within our bodies, slay us, and cause us to die a little at a time. I hope you've gotten a glimpse of how to cooperate with God in your transformation because I'm ready to move on from the sin question. In my opinion, you would benefit best by viewing episodes 3, 4, and 5 together as a comprehensive treatise on sin. Next week, our question will be, what is the great exchange all about? Until then, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Thanks. Right now, I want to give credit and thanks to Audio Result for the music clips from the song Nova, taken from the album Born for Freedom. For more examples of Audio Result's creative works, go to freemusicarchive.org slash music slash audio result slash D-I-S C-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. You spell audio result A-U-D-I-O-R-E-Z-O-U-T. Thanks for listening.